Good evening. How we doing? We doing all right? Hey, that glow-in-the-dark thing over there was pretty cool. That nine square, uh, like, whoa! I kept getting out, though. Big. The head was in the way. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to show you. All right, so don't blame me for whatever John does while you're in relationship with him. I've been trying for years to uh, walk with him, talk with him, calm him down a little bit. Uh, and uh, he's doing well. He found a beautiful wife, and they kissed once, and and had a little baby boy. There he is. Leon, come out. Look. Daddy. He just come out. So, uh, yeah, we have been in relationship, and it was really weird. I didn't know how to take John, really, take John for a while. I mean, when I first met him, he was like Eminem on, like, like Red Bull. I mean, it was crazy. He was like, I'm from the city, man, and I'm like, man, and man, and man, and 116, man. I'm like, John, calm down. Sit over there. Calm down. But he's better now. He's better now. God has given him some leadership, and I'm, and I'm glad, and I am. I'm really, I've been, I've been here at Cross Point a few times. Uh, they got married. I was here. Uh, John uh, did a, a funeral service. I was here and, and things like that. So I've been here a few times, and I'm glad to see uh, you guys here tonight. So I'm glad, thank you for the uh, invitation, my brother. And uh, we're gonna get into it. John has already prayed for it and I've been praying for it for the last two weeks, trying to put it together and figure it out. And uh, John asked me to talk about some things, so I'm going to, look at that right there. See, he was all, go back, man. He was all in my bubble. See how that, look, you see how annoying he is sometimes? I mean, I know you know that. But I just wanted, that picture made me think, man, I remember when I was like, get off me. But anyway, okay, let's go to the next one, okay? How many people remember the nursery rhyme, Peter Piper? Uh, who can say it for me? The whole thing without messing up. The whole thing without messing up. Don't put words in it. The whole thing without messing up. Come on, you had your hand up a second. All right, who can say it? Who can say it? Anybody? Anybody brave enough to try? Okay, come on, man. Ooh, all right, that was nice, that was nice. Anybody else? Anybody else? Nobody? Okay, let's just say this. How many people remember Peter Piper picked the Pekka? Okay, all right, let's start there. All right, hit it again, John. Okay, that's the words. That's the words to it. So, all right, since you were so brave to say it before, say it again. What in the heck are they talking about? Really? What is that? Can anybody help me understand what that is saying right there? Anybody? Just take a guess. Anybody? Is it like jalapenos? Is it like, you know, pepperoncinos where you get with the, huh? With the Papa John pizzas, you know, the ones you get with the Papa Johns? I like those. Anyone? Right? Olive Garden? Anyone? Hot? Red Hot? Does anybody know what the heck that is saying? I didn't bring my cuss jar, so I got to use the word heck all night. All right, heck. Anybody know what that's saying? We've been saying it since we were little, right? Right? We've been trying to roll it off. And like I said, been adding words to it, subtracting words from it. But we know it. We've been using that. 
I said, how many people remember that? You were like, yeah, I remember. How many people want to say it? No, I don't know if I want to say it because I don't really know what it's about. Okay, I'm going to give you another one. Let's try this. How many people remember Humpty Dumpty? Easy one. That's an easier one. Come on. Let me see the hands. That's an easier one. Look now. <laughs> Less hands. Like, no, you're not fooling me, dude. All right. Who wants to recite Humpty Dumpty? There you go. Come on, louder. Come on. You had the hips and you look. You're like, hey. All right, come on. Give me one. <laughs> All right. All right. That sounds like that was pretty good. Who else? Who else? Okay, go for it. There you go. Pat them feet. I hear you, man. That's rhythm right there. Give me that. Okay. That's it. Somebody say that for me. Anybody. The words are right there. Don't be shy. Okay, again, what in the heck are they talking about? What's going on? What's going on in the story? Somebody help me figure it out. Yes, sir. Okay, so you got all deep on me and stuff, didn't you? Like, <laughs> all right, I got you right there. You got all deep. No, okay, go ahead. Was it canon? You research this, you sound like you're sure, too. No, you just threw that out there. Okay, that was good, though. You could have got me on it. I would have been like, like, cannon! He was a cannon. All right, anybody else? One more. One more. Anybody else? What are they talking about? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And how did you get that from there? Oh, you've seen it before, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, you researched a little bit. Okay. So why were they trying to put him back together? Have you ever put, have you ever put an egg back together after you cracked it? Okay, <laughs> that would be difficult. Yes, sir, you had your hand up? Okay, all right, all right. Last one. This one should be a little easier. This one should be a little easier. Woodchuck, who knows? Look, they smiling back there. Uh, you did one. Come on, ladies. Y'all smiling like I got it. Huh? No? Huh? All right. All right, I'm going to go over here, and then I'm going to come back. I'll come back to you. All right, go for it. Hey, 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 what's your name? Duke? Duke, slow it down. <laughs> All right, try it again, Duke. Okay. Okay. Come on, man. You got, he, he got you so far. Give me some more. Hit it. Huh? Read it again, man. Right? He got it. He knew the words. All right, so tell me, where does this come from? Like a lumberjack camp or something? They didn't have nothing to do. They was watching the animals. Tell me what's that about. What in the heck is that about? Anybody? Anybody know the backstory of that? Right? None of us. But we have said it 
for years. We know it. We have said it. We watched books. We read books. We know Humpty Dumpty was an egg. We've seen it in the nursery rhymes, right? Mom and dad read it to us when they were trying to put us to sleep and all that. So it's been around forever, right? And we think we should know it. But it's like, what does it really mean? What are we really talking about? You know, a woodchuck or a, a, a human egg that fell and now nobody can put them back together, things like that. So I'm like, okay, I can never figure it out, but I wanted to say it. But anyway, think about it. These are called tongue twisters, right? Tongue twisters. And tongue twisters are actually used to help people with speech problems, children with speech problems, okay? get some of the motor skills that they need to pronounce some of the words they're having a problem with or, or challenge with. So they use tongue twisters. We use them just to make fun of each other, right? But there are, a, a, I mean, a, a professional scientific use for why these things were created. Still doesn't give us an answer to what's really going on, what is going on, but they're placing the words together so that as you say them, your motor skills and your motion and your memory is starting to get it, do better. You can use other words. You start to build on your vocabulary and those things. Those are tongue twisters. And it was kind of like that with parables. Jesus talked in parables. Now think about this. We have the whole book. All right, we know how the story ends and all that kind of stuff. But thinking about you just walking around with this dude, and then all of a sudden he just starts telling stories. You have no idea what's going on. You know bits and pieces of it, but you have to decide, what is he talking about? What in the heck is he talking about? Why are you? Here we go again. Here we, I'm going to go over here and sit down because Jesus is getting ready to go off into this story, and, and we're supposed to get it, and some of us do and some of us don't. But we've heard it over and over again. Now, the difference between a tongue twister and a parable is a parable is something, okay? It's a story, all right? A parable is a story that teaches a lesson through some of the things you would know, okay? If I say hornets, yeah, see, heads came up and everything. It was like, okay, hornets. All right, I know that. Shh, calm down. All right, I know. <laughs> Hornets, it's like, okay, something happened. What's going on? All right, he's talking my language now. Okay, you can kind of relate to that, right? That's the world that you're in right now. So that makes a difference to you. And that's what parables are. Parables are lessons that Jesus used stories of things you would know and events that are going on in their lives. So that's what he did. And these disciples and the people who were following them and the people he was talking to and, and everybody who was around, some of them got it, some of them didn't. You know, again, we've heard Humpty Dumpty most of our life, but some of us didn't want to talk about it. Some of us didn't want to say, I'm not sure if I know all the words, but I kind of know what it's about. So those were the type of things he used, and that was the parables that he used. Um, it was just crazy to me. You know, it was just crazy to me. So this is what John asked me to talk about tonight is the parable that Jesus used talking about the Good Samaritan. Okay, and some of us probably heard it before, but um, he used that because it was a very powerful 
story, very powerful lesson that, come, that came out of it. So when he talked about that, the person that he was talking about, which was the expert of the law, knew what was going on. Okay, he knew what was going on. Let me give you a little background on that. He just came up and said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Right. What must I do to get to heaven? Most of us want to know that. It's not what must I do to stop kissing my boyfriend or my girlfriend or what must I do to, you know, get better grades or what must I do, you know, not to think about this or not to go here. It's I just want to get to heaven. When all this is over, I just want to be in heaven because they said that's a good place. So most of us, just like the, the expert of the law would say, what must I do to inherit eternal life? How can I get to heaven? That's the question he asked. And if anybody has heard any of the stories that Jesus does, he always messes with you. He didn't never gives you a straight answer. He always messes with you. When you ask Jesus a question, you know what he's going to do? He's going to ask you a question. Well, what do you think? I'm like, no, you're the one I'm coming to, so you tell me. No, what do you think? So Jesus turned around and asked him the question. Now, Jesus knowing, and this man claiming to be an expert of the law, it wasn't like a lawyer. We would call him a lawyer today because lawyers are expert of civil law. But this guy was like in the church. I know the scripture. I know what I'm supposed to know. I can teach you. I can tell you. I've studied it. I know Humpty Dumpty is an egg on a wall. I know all this. I can do all this. So, okay, then you're asking me, what do you think it says? All right, so the expert said, well, what I know is the greatest commandment. Anybody know the greatest commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength and then love others as yourself. These are the greatest commandments. That's the greatest commandment. That's what they knew. They had to memorize things like this when they were coming up, so that's what they knew, and that's what he said. And Jesus said, you're right. You are right. You, you got it correct. First time, you got it correct, right? He says, do this and live, right? Do this and you'll live well. If you can do that right there, you got it. Okay, now let me give you a little side note lesson. When you talk to Jesus, because hopefully some of you do, when you talk to Jesus and Jesus gives you the answer and you just feel deep down in your soul that the answer is right, please leave Jesus alone. Okay, this guy wanted to justify himself. This guy wanted to say, well, okay. All right, I'm doing good. I'm great. All right, all right. Let me pat myself on the back. But Jesus, who is my neighbor? He went into that. Jesus said, if you do this, you'll live well. All he had to do was say, thank you, sir, bless you, and go away. But he didn't. And as he stayed, and as he asked Jesus more questions, because he was trying to test him to see if he really knew what he was talking about or not. So he asked him another question, and here we go. Jesus started talking in riddles. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty. I'm like, what are you talking about? So he went into the story of the Good Samaritan. Okay, he talked about that. He talked about this. He answered a question with a question, and Jesus did that. 
Jesus said, if you do this, you will live. And he just kept talking. So he started talking in a parable. Can somebody read that out loud for us, please? Yep. He told him again, go and do likewise. I like that in peace. And a denarii for people in that time I looked it up, it was about $240 for two of those. In our day, it'd be $240 or so. And I was like, wow, okay. That was one thing I was like really impressed with, okay. So there was a man, he was on the road. He was traveling, he got jumped. Somebody beat him down, took all his stuff. And he was just laying there. He's just laying there, close to dead. I mean, they beat him bad took all his stuff. He was laying there. A priest came by, you know, pastor, you know, reverend, whoever. A, a leader in the church came by, seen him laying there, walked all the way to the other side of the street to avoid him. A Levi came by, same thing, leader in the church, holy man, knows the word, knows what you're supposed to do, right? Trying to live right. He seen him laying there walked all the way to the other side of the street to avoid them. Third man was a Samaritan. And we'll talk about that a little later. But he seen him and he went right to him. Okay? Click it again for me, John. All right, let's answer this question. What could have been some of the excuses the two men used not to help this man laying there bleeding, bad, pretty much unconscious, on the road, nobody to help him. What are some of the excuses? Give me, talk back to me. Give me some of the excuses they might have used. Too, too busy? I got somewhere to go. I gotta, got somewhere to go. Yes, ma'am. I can't do anything about it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Unclean. That's important back then, wasn't it? Ooh, he's dirty, he's bleeding. If I get his blood on me, I got to go change clothes and stuff. Got into new Jordans on. I can't do all that. All right, right? All right, what else? What else? Any other excuses? Come on, talk with me. Got to go to the temple. Got to go to church. I can't do God's work. I can't love on others because I got to go to the church, right? Got to go to the temple. Got to serve there. What else? Okay, right? Can't do anything about it. Got to go to the temple. Don't want to be unclean, right? Too busy, right? The people might still be here. The ones that jumped him might be waiting to jump me. He might be a setup for somebody to get on me, 
right? I might reach down and help him, and they jump me and take my stuff. I don't want to do that. I don't know him. I'm going to mind my own business and do all that. Those are some of the excuses that they could have used. But does that still help the man? It doesn't. It was very selfish. It was very selfish. It was very, I don't have time. I like what John said. I got to go to church to do what God wants me to do, but I'm not going to do it out here where it needs to be done. Very good thought. Very good thought. Click it again for me, John. All right. So what about us? All right. What are some of the excuses we use today to stay away from it? We can do it. Come on. Talk back to me. What are some of the excuses that you use? Let's just be honest. Let's be truthful. What are some of the excuses? When you see somebody in need, when you see something that should be done, when you see an issue, right, in the world, not just in your house or in your neighborhood, but in the world that needs to be taken care of, what are some of the excuses you use? Yes, ma'am. Somebody else can take care of it. Yes, sir. I'm tired. I need a nap, right? Because I'm quick for a nap. Yes, sir. You're afraid of what's going to happen to you or to the whole situation? Okay. Yes, sir. It's their fault for being in that situation. Yes, ma'am. It's not my business, right? I'm going to mind my business. Yes, ma'am. Other people's judgment. Other people's judgment. Yes, sir. You have no money? Okay, I have no money. I can't help them. I have no money. Yes, ma'am. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. Yes, sir. Too young? Yes, sir. Not that bad. He's still breathing, I think. Kick him. Let me see. Right? Hey, man, you all right? All right, cool, man. All right, peace. Take those with you. All right, okay? So, some excuses. You hear those. We think that. I don't have time. I would help him. But, you know, my big thing is... <laughs> Being, being truthful and honest, my biggest thing is if you got money to buy a Sharpie and a sign, you got money to buy a cheeseburger and some fries. That's, I mean, that's what my mind thinks. When I pull up to somebody, when I, know, when I know you're going to be standing there with a sign, I'm like, dude, you could have filled out an application with that Sharpie and all that, you know? That's where my judgment starts to go. And this is me. That's where my judgment starts to go. And it's not like that. I'm not in charge of that. I'm in charge of doing what the Holy Spirit asked me to do at the time. And sometimes my excuses are I'm tired, I'm late, I'm in a hurry, I need to go somewhere, I don't want to deal with these people, it's not my business. All of that, all of that are excuses that we would use, are, are the things that are going on. And that right there for us, think about it. For us, the Holy Spirit is working on us. The Holy Spirit is working on us. Hit it again for me, John. All right, the lesson. If you don't understand yet, the lesson is this, that Jesus is drawing a strong focus between those who know the word and those who, who actually live out the word in their lifestyle and their conduct. I know I'm supposed to help people, right? We're supposed to love, right? That's what the greatest commandment was. Love the Lord and love others as yourself. 
I'm supposed to love the, you know, other people. I'm supposed to care for them. I'm supposed to take care of them. I'm supposed to, you know, share with them and offer them things when they need it. But again, what about my reputation? What about what other people think? What about this? What about that? Some excuses we have. What I like to go to all the time when I talk about the greatest commandment is some of us, think about this, some of us don't love ourselves. I'm going to love you if I don't really love myself. How am I going to love you or take care of you if I'm not really taking care of myself? I'm just kind of going autopilot and smiling so nobody knows how messed up I am. That plays a part in some of our excuses too. Okay? So we have to understand that I can't love myself the way I'm supposed to love others. And the way I'm supposed to love others is like myself. So I have to understand my identity in Christ, and I have to understand my worth. He says we're ambassadors. He says that we're a royal priesthood. He says that we are friends. We're no longer slaves. We're friends. We're family. We're children of the Most High God. We are royalty in this crazy fallen world. We are royalty. If that doesn't make you feel good about yourself, you do need a Red Bull, okay? For real. Because this is what we are. And if we look through our identity in Christ and not our identity in the old man, some of the scripture says you take off the old man and put on the new, okay? When you look at yourself the way God is looking at you through Jesus Christ, you're that new man. You're that powerful. You are equipped. You have the full armor on. You're ready for whatever God sends you out to do. And one of the things God sends you out to do more often than not is to care about other people. So the lesson is this. I come here on Wednesdays. I come here on Sundays. I pray, you know, in the morning. I do my little devotion. I got scriptures and all. I look good. I sit good. I got a big old shiny Bible and all that kind of stuff. But are you living the lifestyle that's going to honor God, love God, and love others? Are you doing that or are you thinking about excuses to go to the other side of the street? That's what he's asking us. That's what this story is, okay? That's what this story is. Um, that's what the lesson is. Let me find it, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. All right, let me give you some background. Some more background. Samaritans were dogs. They were half-breeds. They were mutts. The Jewish people didn't want to deal with them. Trust me, the Jewish people didn't want to deal with them. They didn't even want to go towards them. They didn't believe like they believed. They didn't worship like they worshiped. They were half-breeds. They were Jewish people who, who mated with pagans and made a nation. So you weren't even supposed to talk to them. You weren't even supposed to say their name. You weren't even supposed to mention them. When Jesus met the woman at the well, how many people know that story? Jesus and the woman at the well... If you read it closely, the disciples said, we're not going through there. We can go around. We're supposed to go around. They're not even walking. I'm, I'm not even going to your neighborhood. 
I'm not even walking where I know you are. If, if that's the well you drink out of, I'd rather spit on it than drink out of it. Okay, if that's where you're eating, no, I'm going to go around. I'm not even coming through your neighborhood because you are a mutt. You are a dog. You are lower than everything. I don't even want to say your name or look at you. That's the kind of attitude Jewish people had about Samaritans. But think about how many times Jesus and his disciples talked about Samaria and all the ends of the earth. Again, Jesus was talking about everybody. The Jewish people who were the children of Israel, the the chosen ones, the nation, they were trying to separate and do all this because of worldly things, because of fleshly things, and they were doing it wrong. That's why Jesus used the Samaritan in this parable. That's why he chose the Samaritan. Yeah, a priest, he's Jewish. He's supposed to help a Jewish brother. A Levite, yeah, Jewish. I'm supposed to help you. Anybody coming from Jerusalem, Samaritans didn't go to Jerusalem. They stayed in Samaria. They didn't go to Jerusalem. They didn't go to the temple and worship like everybody else. They, temp- they worshiped in their own places. Okay? So if you're coming from Jerusalem, going to Jericho, that was the road he was on when he got jumped by robbers. All right? Most likely he was a Jewish man. And, oh, this is my brother. I'm supposed to help him out. The leaders of the church walked around there, left them out for whatever excuse they used. Think about that. Cross point. Hype. Think about that. How many times have we walked across the street or walked away from something we know God is telling us to get into. We know God is telling us to serve. We know God is using us and all the abilities we have. All right, one brother over there said, I don't have any money. Money is not the only treasure we have. Okay? Money is not the only treasure we have, but we have to realize that too. Again, the lesson is, do we know the word Are we looking shiny on the outside? Are we living this lifestyle and serving the way God wants us to serve and trying to understand what love truly is for everybody, okay, for everybody, Samaritans? This role was dangerous. This was, all right, most of us call it the hood now. This was the hood. You didn't go through there. This road was known for people getting hurt, injured, and robbed, and the reason it was like that, it was because it was a main fairway from Jerusalem to Jericho. So robbers would wait. You would get jumped, okay, night, whatever. Yeah, it was, a, it was the bad part of town, okay? It was the bad part of town. So now this is the thing. If it was the bad part of town and the church folks, I wouldn't even call them Christians, but the church folks had to come through there, They could have did something, and they didn't. They chose not to for whatever reason, okay? And that's why he used the Samaritan, because the Samaritan is not even supposed to care about a Jewish person. You don't care about me. I don't care about you, right? That's the philosophy we have sometimes. Uh, And here, let's even talk about this. 
something. Again, let me talk a parable here in this room, okay? I had to go from Washington all the way to Metamora to come all the way around, to come all the way back to Eureka because of a detour, because of the rain and all that kind of stuff, the detour, okay? Eureka's going to play Metamora. Whose side you going to be on? Tell the truth. <laughs> you know, look, you better run when you get to the parking lot, dude. No, really. Well, whose side you going to be on? Eureka. Eureka's going into Washington to play the high school. Whose side you going to be on? Uh, yeah, you, you're going to get beat up, dude. No. <laughs> All right. You live there? Okay. All right. I hope you make it home tonight. No, 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 really. But Eureka, right? Some of the prejudice, some of the things we have, we don't even know why we have. We're just representing. We think we're doing the right thing. I'm from here. This is my, you know, this is my team. I'm from here. I'm not supposed to root for you. I'm supposed to root for us. I grew up here. This is what I'm talking about. Like earlier when I said hornets and everybody's head went up, I'm a hornet. This is what I do. You know what I mean? This is what I do. You know, high five and belly bumping and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is. This is what I do, right? This is me. This is us. This is how we grew up. That's the kind of stuff, and, and right, you're going to stand on that no matter where you go. Peoria Christian, no matter where you go, oh, student section, oh. right? You're hornets, right? This is what you're going to do first. I'm a hornet first. Especially if I leave my community, I'm a hornet first. Some of us are proud of it, some of us aren't, but this is who we are. So we're going to represent that first. So again, in that neighborhood, on that road, it was crazy. Okay, it was crazy. So, uh, so, all right, did that, did that, did that. Hit it again, John. Let's go faster. What time? Ooh, we. All right, let's go faster. All right, so here's something you're going to have to do. Think about this. You're going to have to do. It's going to take sacrifice and unconditional love to care for others. It's going to. It's going to. All right? Somebody read verse 34 and 35 for me, please. You can do it. Thank you. All right. He did a lot for this guy that he just seen laying on the road. He didn't come up to him and say, hey, Ann, you all right? Okay, man, I'm going to pray for you. All right. I'll see you later. I'm going to pray for you because I'm Christian and I'm a, I know how to pray. So I'm, a, I'm just going to pray for you and I'll see you later. He didn't do that. He sacrificed a whole lot of stuff. Hit it again, John. He sacrificed a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. I mean, think about this. This is back in biblical times. I don't think he was a paramedic or anything. I mean, he didn't roll up. Woo! He didn't roll up like that, right? He didn't do that, but he was there. Now, check this out. Do you think he woke up that day and said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to take this stuff, and I'm going to go out and just find somebody who was hurting so I can bandage them up and take care of them. No, he was on a mission himself. He was going somewhere himself. He was on a journey, right? But he stopped. Look what he did. He took cloth and bandaged him. 
That could have been a shirt, could have been a cloth, could have been something, an over, whatever. He took a cloth and bandaged him. He took his wine. Back then, they didn't drink water. Water was dirty. It wasn't bottled water like we have today, filtered. You know, oh, I won't drink tap water. You will if you have to. Okay? But it wasn't any of that. So the wine was used for disinfectant, but it was mostly used because that's what they drank. They didn't, they didn't trust the water. There was germs and, and, and disease in that water. So he used his wine, the oil, valuable, okay? He used it to soothe. It was his oil. This wasn't something somebody gave him, you know? He didn't have an extra supply of it. His animal. He rode up on a donkey, got off the donkey, put the man on the donkey, and then he walked the rest of the way. We don't know how far it was. But he walked the rest of the way so the man could be on the animal and not have to try to make that walk himself. He gave up his ride for that. Money. Here, take this. All right? If you need more, I'm going to come back through here in a month or so. I'll get you more. You just take care of him. Money. He had that. Time. Again, where was he going? He was going somewhere, but he stopped. The verse says the next day. 35 says the next day. So that means he stayed with him overnight and then didn't leave till the next day when he knew he was going to be okay. His time and then his care. He had to know how to fix him up. He had to know how to take care of him. He had to know how to check on him, right? He took care of him. He took care of him. One more time, John. All right? So these are the things. Uh, my man over here talked about, I don't have any money, okay? But we have three T's. We all have three T's. How many ever heard this before? Three T's. Time, talent, treasure. Three T's. We have all that. Every single person in this room has all of that. Treasure doesn't mean money. Treasure means what's valuable to you, Okay? It means what's valuable to you. If you see a guy that you know is kind of down and out and you just got a new shirt or, or you haven't had a shirt for very long and he has a holy shirt and you have two shirts in your bag and like, ooh, I like this shirt, but ooh, but he needs one, but ooh, I like this shirt, but it's mine. He has to get his own. I'm pretty sure he has more shirts, but ooh. That's treasure. Shoes. How many of you would give up your shoes for somebody else? Just think about it. Just think about it. All right? Because we have five, six, seven pair of shoes at home that cost 50, 60, 70, 100, 120, $160. That's crazy, but... I'm the dad of six that have to buy those shoes, so that is crazy. So, listen, who would do that? All right? Who would do that? Here, I'm hungry, and it's, t it's lunchtime, but I know this guy never really eats lunch, and I don't know why. Would I take him a lunch? Would I take her a lunch? Would I go sit with her? Nobody else sits with her. Would I go sit with her? Would I, would I share my time? Would I share my treasure with them? Not because it'll make me feel better and, ooh, look at me. It's because this is what God is telling us. Love everybody. This is what God is telling us. So the three T's, again, 
Time, talent, treasure. We all have it. We got to figure out what it is and how we use it to love God and to love others. No matter who they are or where they are, take care of that like that. Okay, click it again, John. Your neighbor might be one you might think as an enemy or one who is uh, with a need right in front of you. We walk the halls, we walk in the neighborhood. Most of you have grown up in this community. You pretty much know everybody. You know who's got it and who doesn't got it, right? You know who's stressed out and who's not stressed out. You know who's struggling through life and who's not struggling through life or who looks like they're not struggling through life because we're all struggling through life. We know that. Again, I'm not even saying going this way or going that way. I'm saying staying in Eureka, being a hornet, and representing your community and loving them and, and, and serving other people and not expecting to get something in return. That's a good Samaritan. Okay? Now, I'm not even talking about going to Mission Peoria yet and paying money and trying to find money to go and be in neighborhoods and communities, most likely you wouldn't go to most of the time anyway. I wouldn't go to most of the time. But we're going, we're serving. Why? Because God asked us to. Because we know there's people in need, and we know with our time, talent, and treasures that we can be a blessing to somebody and love them in their time so hopefully they can be encouraged to love other people. Think about that. Okay, click it again, John. I could have came like this. Most of you know what that is. You've seen it on the news. Black Lives Matter. I could have came in stomping and screaming and mad and talking about this. You little rich people out here in the country don't know nothing about the city. We got struggles going on. You don't know nothing. You're staying out here. You're scared of the city, so you stay in the suburbs so you don't have to deal with us. I could have came like that. And I could have sat here and came out of the Bible and talked about why that makes sense from this same parable. Right? I could have. I could have. But you know what? That would have made me the priest. That would have made me the Levite. I'm a Christian man. I'm a church leader. All right, I'm I'm assistant pastor at my church, and I work for a Christian organization, right? But I got issues that make me different from you. That would have made me the priest or the Levite. But instead, I came like this. Hit it again, John. We know it. This is how I came today. For all of us, all lives matter. Not because I say so. Because Jesus Christ, who gave his life on the cross, and the Father, the Creator, who sent him, says all lives matter. Says everybody matters. Say we all got to get it. Okay? At the end of this crazy fallen world, is smoking or non-smoking? You got to figure it out. So this is how I come. This is how I come everywhere. I'm no different than you. I'm fallen. I'm flawed. All right. I'm saved by grace. Right. And I have three T's to use every day 
to help anybody who needs it, no matter where they are or where they're from. Guess what? We can't do it by ourselves. We need to love Jesus Christ. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need everything that God has given us to be who he's called us to be. We can't do it by ourselves. He can do it. Understand that. He can do it. So we need his power. If we think we're going to run out there on the field by ourselves, you know, put our helmet on and think we're going to do it, it's not going to work. We need the power of Jesus Christ. And you know why? Because he's asking us to go out to all nations and make disciples. Right? All nations. Here, Eureka, Peoria, California, Egypt, Africa, Samaria, and all ends of the earth. Not hard. It's only hard when we get back into ourselves and think about ourselves before we think about other people. When we get selfish, it gets hard. Jesus says, I got you. I got everything you need to do whatever it takes for you to serve, to love God first, and to love others as yourself. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for this time and this place. Thank you for allowing me to even come out here, boy from the inner city, to even come out here in the cornfields, the places they used to tell me, don't go out there, don't do that, don't, no, it's crazy out there, they don't like you out there, don't do that. That's how they were training me when I grew up, but then I met you, the true and living God who said, go all over, go to all nations and make disciples, teaching and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, loving the way I ask you to love, serving the way I ask you to serve, speaking the way I ask you to speak, acting the way I ask you to act, sharing the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ so that others can see how powerful it is and come to the realization and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And salvation will be that free gift that will belong to them, that their name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life that on that faithful day of judgment, we will all stand and you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you for this time. Bless every heart and home represented here. Bless this ministry, bless this community, that it may shine and that everyone who comes through here will know that this is where Jesus Christ lives, loves, and serves through his people, the church of the living God. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's in Jesus' name we pray and for his sake, amen.